Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Should we just get right to the penises or what are, what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, man. What penises? What are you referring to? Um, Which ones? Yeah, there's a lot of them. There is a lot of them. Which one are you referring to? I, I don't know. You said let's get to the penises. <laughs> and, I mean, my mind's going to a lot of places. I just want to know. Did you see the headline last week? The, uh, again, which headline? <laughs> saw, there's a I lot of penis headlines. <laughs> no, yeah, they were like. I have a Google alert. They, they picked up. It was just so silly because it's your fault. Oh, like oh. you are the reason why that whole thing even started. They're like, why would she talk about that? I'm like, in my defense, technically Easton was the one that brought that up. Like there has to be something wrong with him. Like I'm sure, like I'm sure he has a micro penis. I'm like, that was Easton. Why didn't anybody quote Easton? Why didn't it say Easton? Hopes that Jana Kramer's boyfriend has a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love that headline. I didn't realize that made press and I oh, apologize. Yeah. I don't want to, when I said it, I realized that couldn't come off as like body shaming and stuff. And I felt, I did feel bad. If you have a micro penis out there, I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> and there's someone out there that loves it and all bodies are beautiful. Perfect. I was just looking for, uh, uh, I was just looking for something about this man that might explain other qualities about him. That's all. It was just so funny though. Cause I'm like, I didn't try to bring that up, but I'm like, but then when yeah. you did, I'm like, well, it was kind of funny because I did tell my girlfriends like there's got to be something wrong. Right. So, but the fact I'm like, that's, that's what they picked, like picked up. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, not, you know, that I'm happy. And <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a headline. But, um, <laughs> Wow, I'm seeing the head- sorry, I'm seeing the headline now. <laughs> this is multiple news outlets. Yeah, thanks, uh, Easton. Thank you for that. <laughs> really appreciate you. I, I just like that it uh, page six says uh, Jana Kramer once believed boyfriend had once a small believed. penis. <laughs> like, what is that? I know. I was like, I didn't once believe. Like, that's that's they false. took it way out of context. Yeah, I was like, just not like- at all. I would never say that. Like, you know, we joked about it, but like, how do you put that? How do you put once believed? No, that wasn't it's a like core belief. It's either he does yours. or he doesn't. Like, <laughs> well, Catherine, you would know. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> what? that. I need some context here or else there's going to be more headlines. <laughs> Nope, I'm not judging it. <laughs> wow. 
I didn't. <laughs> Jana Kramer's co- podcast co-host <laughs> has a sexual history with current boyfriend. <laughs> Negative, not at all. Not true. No, well, no, no. What's this, what's not this about? Not where the story is going. <laughs> L- um, let's just say I have access to a lot of Jana's stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would that be makes my- sense. <laughs> and things just kind of pop up. You know, sometimes. As they do. And I'm, you know, I was traumatized, but it's fine. <laughs> the best. I mean, who hasn't swiped too far in the camera roll before? I mean, we've all been there. Oh, if only it was me going through the camera roll. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I would have been way more prepared. Oh, the geez. best part about this is like, it happened right before a podcast episode. So <laughs> we were like about to film and, you know, a picture came up or something when she, because she was on my computer. I mean, it's my, oh. my computer, right? And she goes, <laughs> all of a sudden I hear, oh my God. <laughs> it was was it an incoming text? Uh-huh. Yeah, and here's the problem. It's like, don't react, don't re. But how do you not react to that? Like, you know, in my head, in those yeah. two seconds before I react, it's like, don't react. <gasps> I could not. React. I love this man's style because, like, I want to pull the curtain back a bit. We record this podcast at, like in the morning. <laughs> I know, I know, we're in. You guys are in different time zone, but it's still like before noon a lot of the time. What's and that? This like, <laughs> Want some lunch, Dana? Here you go. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Wow. And so, because <laughs> we were just being like flirty, cutesy, sexy or yeah. whatever. And yeah. And then she he didn't know that Catherine was on my computer, which has my messages on there. Does he know now that I saw it? <laughs> he does. Oh. I told him. Okay, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so uh, y- young love young mm-hmm. love right so um so yeah we i mean we were dying she goes she was like <laughs> i go what and she goes that 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 <laughs> she goes i cannot see it i cannot see it i can't see it <laughs> the thing is is i had forgotten about it i think i had blocked it out of my mind but now you're bringing it all back <laughs> but also i think it was before it was at our friends Queendom right. podcast. Yeah. Because I think everybody else was here. Oh, that's right. It was <laughs> right. It was. It was right. So, it, it was, so, so that wasn't in the morning. That was at night. Morning. That was at like, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was our yeah. girls. <laughs> it was our girls' Queendom. That's right. And we did it at like 830. Because I was like. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I don't know. I was traumatized. It's fine. Um, That is so funny. I mean, I guess you can answer the question, though. Was it big or was it small? I'm just kidding. I, uh, wait, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but uh, what, what angle did he choose? That's always a tough one. Oh, my God. So I don't remember. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Oh, shoot. I do. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Have you ever sent a dick pic, Easton? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's a common thing. Cause I got to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> you know, shoot, I've been in the date, you know, I, 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 I was married for <laughs> seven something, almost years. Like I don't ever, I never got dick pics. So, you know, so it's like, I didn't know dick pic was like still a thing. So I like I was actually wants even, them. No one wants them. I don't think, uh, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've done it with like girlfriends, you know, but like, even then, I felt weird about it because it's not a good-looking part of the body, I don't think. A dick? A dick, yeah. I disagree. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, you don't like... I, I, I mean, mean <laughs> you're I a mean, man. I think girls like... Well, I don't know. Whatever you like. You know? It's okay to like whatever whatever you're into. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I just... I, I think that... Um, it's a, it, that's why I asked about the angle. Cause it's a hard mm. thing to photograph too, you uh-huh. know, as someone who's- Let's just say it was nice. Okay. Oh, see, I didn't like the angle. Oh, I loved the oh. angle. I loved the angle. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is like way too far. <gasps> oh, oh my sorry, God. Ian. Sorry to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
Great. They were friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't tell them that. <laughs> he um, doesn't listen. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. I just, I, you know, I wanted to bring a little comedy because I knew you just got done with therapy and I didn't know what I was walking into. <laughs> Thanks. That was, with your therapy. that was needed. Dick pic was needed. Okay. Was it a hard one? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was good, though. God, I love her. I just I know. can't. I leave and I just cry because I love her so much. I know. Yeah. No, it was, it was tough. Cards on the ground. Oh, the cards. Oh, shoot. I I usually wait 10 sessions till I get to this. And we're not at 10, but we're going to go for it. What are the cards? It's like you put, they're like emotions, basically. Mm, mm -hmm. And you put in one pile ones that you're feeling right now, Mm. ones that you want to feel in the future, and then ones that don't apply. Mm -hmm. I should say mine were. I like that all over the place mm. <laughs> and they were all over the place but it's good i still have a photo of mine actually i'm gonna i'll pull it up because yeah, i'm curious definitely. to see which like where if we were ours are the same but like yeah. i remember mine was like a lot of mine was like it was when i was still married like i felt um scared and sad and um closed off and mm-hmm. broken and like those were like all of my cards and it's yeah. like where i want to go and she was kind of like okay like and how do you get yeah. to that and i'm like I don't not don't stay in my marriage, mm. you know, or you know, and she was just like, and you know, she's not trying to lead me in that direction no. at all. But then she's like, okay, well, you know, or what else can we do? Or it's like it's just yeah. hard realizing that when you're like, oh shoot, these are the, these are the cards I laid down. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like this, like it kind of sucks to see, but it's also I feel like very healing to see too. Yeah, to no, like for sure notice where you're at. Yeah, I didn't have a clear answer for how do you get there. That's the hard part. You're so clear. I mean, I wasn't because I stayed yeah. another year. But you kind of were clear with what the answer was, I feel like. Well, things had to change or I had to yeah. leave yeah, and things true. didn't change. So yeah. I had to, you know. Yeah. yeah Why that's... is Mark coming on? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Probably. Someone, <laughs> someone, I was like, oh, Mark. no. Alert the bro. <laughs> oh, no. There he goes. There he comes. I don't think I could have had that conversation with dad here. Really? Earlier? <laughs> I don't know. It's so uncomfortable. Mark, have, did they tell you to come on? No, but that is not a good reaction to me joining. It should be, hey, Marcy, <laughs> awesome. Marcy, yeah. Can I just, oh, you shaved. Well, I, I'm always clean shaven. Oh, well, maybe it's the hat. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the hat. I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, I don't okay, think it looks different. That's true. Um, I got so many DMs about how people think you look so different than what that they is, thought. Someone thought I, you had that, a big beard. <clears throat> Yes, everyone thinks I have a beard and that I'm really um, overweight. And that's followed my entire, I've been in radio for 30 years and I get that all the time. Like wow. I have had, I, I even DM'd him and I was like, Mark, I have like hundreds. And you sent us a text and I yeah. started thinking, I think I thought you looked different too before I met you, for sure. Oh. But I don't remember and what I thought you looked like. I you didn't remember. think heavy and bearded? I don't think so. I think I was just surprised hmm. when I saw you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why my voice doesn't match my face. I, I think that's strange, but whatever. I think it matches you perfectly. That's why I'm so confused. Did you hear any of this previous conversation? (laughs) No, I was just out for a hike and I was like, oh, I got to get back in time for wind down. And then I was a few minutes late. And I was like, well, Jenna, sometimes a few minutes late. But no, you're on time. I was late. I'm sorry. Here I am. That's fine. Have you ever sent a dick pic before? (laughs) No, I never have. And I've also never, never sent one, never received one. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's going to change. But who would I? I would only send one to my wife, and I don't think she'd be too thrilled about that. Twenty years in, (laughs) yeah, I mean, she's probably like, you know, at this point, whenever she's like, okay, good for you. (laughs) All right. Well, you missed quite an exciting um, chat. I mean, it was it was pretty funny, but um, you can listen back. But we're going to take a break, and then we're going to get we're going to continue on the conversation we had from last week with Dr. Romani. It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. 
Did you know it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development. So there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Ritual's Essential for Women is research stacked and science backed. So I took Ritual when I was pregnant with Roman and I loved it so much. It was really easy on my stomach. I loved the aftertaste of the, um, they had a lemon or a mint one. And I just really loved the fact that I knew I was getting exactly everything that I needed for the baby and me. It's a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy, like omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. Capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wine. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wine for 20% off. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need, ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. So go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. At the beginning of the year, when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions, there's always so many competing claims, tips, and tricks about what and how to eat. It can feel noisy and overwhelming. Well, this year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to shut out the noise and leave behind diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. My favorite is dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, and I take it with me anywhere I go. It's my favorite go-to snack. The first ingredient in Every Kind Nut Bar is nutrient-dense whole nuts and they're gluten-free. With Kind Bars, you don't have to choose between nutritious and delicious. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel, almond, and sea salt, and peanut butter dark chocolate. Make 2024 the year of Kind with delicious nutrition you can feel good about every day. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Hi, Dr. Romani. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's nice to see you, meet both of you. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you on. Um, thank we, you. We talk a lot about what you're an expert in, and um, it's just a, it's an absolute honor to have you on the show because oh, so you thank are you. Um, an expert in this field. And I'm just curious, how, how did you become an expert in narcissism? Was it a relationship you had or... Mm. Experience. It was a slow burn. It was a slow burn. Actually, I was a, as a professor, I was an academic and doing research on really difficult patients that would come into clinics and make the nursing and reception staff miserable. Mm. And at the same time, I also had a private practice and I was seeing patients coming in and talking about the same marriage over and over again. Then it dawned on me, nobody's teaching these clients about narcissism and they're blaming themselves for this other person's abusive behavior. And I thought, oh, this is actually, if I just educate them on this, maybe this will set a lot of them free. And it did. I myself have family members who are horribly narcissistic. I've been in relationships. I've been in work settings, but I got to be honest with you. It was other people's experiences that pushed me in this area. And I've been doing this work God, since the mid or like 2006. And mm -hmm. when I first started doing it, nobody was talking about this. And people are like, girl, you're working on something nobody cares about. I said, I care about it. So I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need anyone else to care about. It seems to be helping the people I'm working with. And then I, and then over the next 10 years, more people got more interested in it. So it was sort mm -hmm. of something I was doing quite quietly for a very long time. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because I feel like even just from the stuff that I share on my social media or what we share on the podcast, like so many people are like, oh, wow. Like I had no idea that like, this is 
a part of narcissism or narcissism or, oh my gosh, my husband does this. Or, and then I, I started to feel like a little bad because I'm like, well, I don't want to ruin people's stuff. But at the same time, I want, it's nice for, I think for me at least too, to get awareness and for other people to get awareness of things like, I mean, in my relationship, I was like, I felt crazy and I felt, you know, like, well, why does he hate me so much? And all, all these things, but I'm like, okay, wait, that's not actually the reality. And I don't know. So it's, it's nice to get information. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people struggle with this. They're like, oh, I don't want to use this word. It feels so clinical. It feels so judgy. And it's so interesting how much effort we put into protecting abusers. Mm. I, it's really fascinating. Like, how can we make this abusive person look good? Mm-hmm. I, I can't get behind that anymore. You know, and if people don't like the words, come up with words you feel more comfortable with. But at the end of the day, somebody who's doubting your reality, invalidating mm-hmm. you, leaving you constantly off balance, and then having their tantrum so then they feel better, but you're left holding the bag. It's not okay. It's just simply not okay. Yeah, I mean, I know I can say, I mean, the amount of times I'm like, oh, hey, can we take that out? Because I don't want Mike to get mad at me if I say this. Or, hey, can we take, but it's like, why am I so afraid of his reaction? But it's the, that reaction is like, but wait, no, don't hate me. Like, I'm not, I'm not the one that like, you know, like the, I, I didn't do that. Like, you're the one that ruined the marriage and all these things. But like, why do you hate me? But yet I can't speak my truth because you want me to shut up and stop talking about it. And that's the past. So well, I think. You bring bring up such an important point here, which is so many people in narcissistic relationships feel like the bad one, Mm -hmm. that I'm the bad one, that I'm saying these bad things. So, so many people become very isolated with their truth, right? Mm -hmm. They might have maybe one or two really close friends. And if they're lucky, a therapist that gets it, but then to the world, they feel like, do I need to keep faking it? Do I need to keep having people thinking that this is okay? And if I'm the one who's calling this stuff out, does this make me the bad one? Mm-hmm. And remember, the narcissistic person's needs are often being met in the relationship all the time because the other person's running in circles. So they're not the bad one, right? So it really traps a person in an interesting corner. And and I think that you, it's funny you, you put it that way is that you said, I don't, I didn't, I was afraid of his reaction. You know, I don't want to say things. I was afraid of his reaction. And for you, Jenna, it's also about going back and thinking when in your life were you also afraid of other people's reactions like where does that come from because for some folks it's like you said I don't want to be the bad one but for other folks it's I'm just afraid of anger and rage Mm -hmm. like they may have grown up in a home that was Mm -hmm. characterized by anger or rage so those kinds of reactions are terrifying for them so they keep giving in and giving in and giving in to the narcissistic person so they don't have to tolerate something that is so unsettling for them Mm -hmm. that's so true that's a good question. So, yeah, I mean, what do you do or what would you say for someone that is co-parenting with <laughs> someone that, with you know, narcissist. yeah, like how do you, how, how would you recommend stepping into those waters? Because I, I, my whole thing is I, and I know this, I talked to last week, I was, I said, I, I engage because I'm thinking that I'm going to get empathy from right, the past. You, right. And you're not. <clears throat> no. So right there. So the, that right there, you just gave the core of what the key element of how to co-parent is, which is radical acceptance and realistic expectations. The empathy wasn't there in the marriage. Why is it all of a sudden going to start showing up now? Sure. And some people believe, well, it's their kids. So that's going to bring out empathy. Eh, not so much. I mean, ultimately, the narcissistic person is very self-serving and the children are end up being sort of accessories in that life. And so and, and so it's a it's a realistic expectation that none of these patterns are going to change. And what I often tell people who are co-parenting um, with a narcissist and they're no longer in the relationship anymore, I tell them, you're doing the equivalent of single parenting with an elephant on your back mm-hmm. because you still have to negotiate this territory with the narcissist. Mm-hmm. The challenge people have with their co-parenting with a narcissist is they can't believe that this person keeps breaking the rules. And I say the realistic expectation is they're always going to break the rule. I tell the folks who are single, uh, who are co-parenting with a narcissist, you are the sole bringer of routine, of order, of empathy. You've got to be two parents because the other parent is either a Disneyland parent or they kind of show up and are on point when they want to be, but not at other times. Mm -hmm. So you're the place where you bring consistency, you bring safety, you bring the things that a child needs and, and where a lot of people get stuck. And they're like, this is so not fair. Mm -hmm. Okay. And life's not fair. You know, so what is fair 
is recognizing, and we know this, we know this from the research, all a kid needs is one really good parent that's on point. One really good parent can save a child. So a lot of people say, my kids are going to be ruined. I tell every parent who's co-parenting with a narcissist, the biggest risk people have when they have a narcissistic parent, is, even if it's only one, is that their child is going to struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable. You don't know if your parent is on point. Like you, you just don't know how to please them. It's a lot of hoop jumping. You might even see your other, your co-parent, your other parents struggling. So I'd say the majority of survivors of childhood narcissistic parents end up as anxious adults. And we can sort of step them back from that. The bigger concerns are the kids who end up going off the rails in different ways. Like for example, they become narcissistic themselves or they turn to other ways to cope. They rebel in a really hard way, drugs, alcohol, you know, acting out sex, rock, you know, drugs, rock and roll kind of thing. But by and large people become anxious from this. So I tell folks who are co-parenting, choose your battles wisely. Some people are saying, this is what the parenting agreement says. <laughs> and they get into that fight. I say, listen, let's say, give you an example. A lot of narcissistic folks during divorces will fight tooth and nail for custody. The way they want things, the holidays, they will, they'll fight, fight, fight. And you break your heart and you relent on some of it. Then the time comes when they're actually supposed to take the kids, maybe six to nine months out. The fight is no longer there. And they're like, well, I can't do this weekend and I can't do the school thing. And you know what I tell the healthier co-parent? I say, grab up those dates like nobody's business. Every day with your kids is a good day. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to show you, they wanted to beat you down. I'm not convinced they ever want to be with the kids. So when you can get those kids, don't say, but you said, Mm-mm. just document, document that on seven days of a month, they said they were going to be with them. They went out of town and they did this because if you decide to update the parenting agreement and you're using an app, think something like talking parents or something like that, you're using an app to document all of that, that can actually then be entered into a court record. So I tell people any day you can get your kids good day. And I understand it might be inconvenient. Another thing to remember, if you're co-parenting with a narcissist, plan on them dropping the ball. Always have your plan B and your reinforcements in place. So when they can't show up and they won't do this, you're just seamlessly like, okay, no worries. Got it. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I tell folks, this would have been a lot easier if you got 100% custody. So in a way, you would mm-hmm. have been already doing these workarounds. It's not about fair. It's not about they're getting away with something. It's about your kids. And that's sure. what I always tell people when it comes to co-parenting. Yeah. And I also feel like, too, I mean, that's, that's really good advice where I was having a tough time because, I, you know, obviously I didn't want to be divorced. I don't want to be co-parenting. But when... I do have my kids now. It's like my main focus is giving them memories because they're not going to remember that they were with mom 70% of the time and dad 30. Like they're going to remember the memories we make, the times we spend together, what we do. They're not going to remember like, oh, well, I mean, they'll probably know with my situation, the 70-30, like, yes, we were at mom's more, but still like they're not going to know the exact, you know, when, when they're kids. So I'm like, just make the memories and and focus on that. And then, yeah, I mean, to your point, he asked me if I, you know, if I wanted them over his holiday break. And I was like, 1000%. Absolutely. Like, cause I'm just, I like, I want the, that time with my babies as much as possible. So yeah, I love that. I do have a question though on, okay. Because there's a lot of characteristics of narcissism. So how many do you have to have to actually be a narcissist? Because I feel like a lot of times you can look at it and go, well, like, I mean, I kind of like do maybe one of those. <laughs> so what we want to remember is that when we think about narcissism, think of it as like sort of the core elements of it. And those are things like lack of empathy, entitlement, arrogance, grandiosity, being very sensitive and reactively sensitive when somebody gives criticism or feedback, being really egocentric, being really superficial, constantly seeking validation. That's the core, okay? okay? Now, some people say, well, I like praise. Does that make me narcissistic? No, that makes you a human being, right? Mm -hmm. Or a person might say, I don't know. I love clothes. I love fashion. Is that superficial? No, not if you're empathic alongside that. You see what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I think people kind of get lost in sort of the armchair kind of theatrical version of narcissism. And they forget that it's really a constant pervasive presence. This is not somebody who is usually a nice person. And then on a day when they're tired or a lot's going wrong, they snap a little bit and then they quickly apologize. Like I had no right to do that. This is not one bad day. This is about 
years, lifetimes mm. of bad days interspersed with good ones. That's how they trick us, right? Mm -hmm. They're charming. They're charismatic. They're confident. They're curious about us. They seem super fun until they don't. And then the bad days get mixed in with the good days. But the problem is the bad days are brutal. They're abusive and they're invalidating and they're manipulative and they're gaslighting. They're terrible bad days. It's not just somebody who's just, I don't know, leaving towels on the floor. So I don't, you know, one thing I tell people is there's no such thing as healthy narcissism. Narcissism by definition is an unhealthy pattern. I think that it's on a continuum. There's milder levels of narcissism where some people are more almost emotionally stunted, really immature, really vapid, really ridiculous, really validation seeking. Their empathy is spotty. Like if they're having a good day, they think everyone's having a good day. So stunted. They're, they're like forever adolescent. Mm -hmm. That's that's at the milder level. But as we keep going into the more severe levels, it's really, really bad for us. But even those milder levels, I don't see how a person could make a relationship of any depth go with a person like that for any long period of time. As soon as the going gets tough, those people have no interest in real life. They just want to, again, forever be childish and, and immature. And so they're not really, they're not great for marriage and children and growing old together. They're not made for that. So on the other side of that, I just think, you know, it's such a thing now, like you said, people weren't really talking about it much 10 years ago. Now we're all starting to talk about it. So if people are recognizing this in themselves it, and they are owning that and they're going to, you know, want to try and get better, do you just recommend therapy for them or like, how do you get out of this narcissistic behavior? So it's a good question in the majority and in the vast majority of cases, this doesn't change. There really doesn't. It is the ones who change are the unicorns. I think I've seen significant change in a narcissist twice in my career. And oh, wow. I've been doing this for 25 years. Okay. Wow. In my own life, like personal life, not people I treat. I've seen significant change twice. I mean, and I'm 56. Right. So I'm, I'm telling you, like, these are these are not short periods of time that, you know, so I, it doesn't happen. And I'll tell you why. It's very, very hard to find a therapist that can work with a narcissistic client. These are the you know, these are the Jedis of therapy. Like it's very, very I've worked with many narcissistic clients, some of them 10 years or longer. I, I think I'm a good therapist. I've done amazing work with many clients, but the narcissistic clients, I'm not kidding you. I think we've moved the needle like a millimeter and we've done good work. And it's just, the problem is this, when a narcissistic person faces frustration, stress, disappointment, anything that sort of pops their little bubble, boom, game on, they lose it. And so, and they take it out on the people around them mm -hmm. until they can manage that. They get out of their heads that everything always has to be perfect for them all the time. They're going to keep having these meltdowns. So yes, I think therapy is absolutely critical. And I would say for somebody who says, I don't like this pattern in me. I am aware I'm blowing people's lives up. I'm aware that I'm acting like a jerk. I'm aware that I'm not a nice person. Great. Okay. I think it takes a lot of courage to do that. Yes. Therapy but above and beyond therapy every day, every hour, every 15, every minute of every day, that narcissistic person has to be self-aware of how their words, their actions, their everything affects other people and think before they speak, find ways to cope with their disappointment, recognize other people have needs. I have to tell you, I've worked with some narcissistic clients. And I remember a couple in particular who said they really did. They gave it the old college try. They said, I can't be bothered. This is exhausting. And you know what they said? I'm going to break up my marriage. I'm going to end my marriage. And they, this person, one person in particular, he had a woman on the side. He's like, I'm ending my marriage. I'm ending my relationship with this woman I'm having an affair with. I'm moving out. I'm moving into an apartment. I have lots of friends that I don't, you know, and they're fine with me being an ass. And so, and then that's it. And they, this person recognized, I don't have what it takes. If, and I don't want to hurt people. This person acknowledged, I don't want to hurt people, but I can't be in a relationship because mm. I, can't, I don't have patience. for this. I don't care about another person's feelings other than at the most superficial level. And then he found someone. He's like, but I like sex. He found someone he paid once a month. 
or maybe twice a month, come over, hang out, leave at two in the morning. And he's like, that's really all I really wanted. And it was an incredible revelation because this was somebody saying, this is too much work. It's almost like trying to lose weight. We know what we need to do, change what we eat, exercise. Most people are like, oh, heck no. I got to eat me my cheesecake. I got, I'm not giving up this other stuff. And it's a very similar model for people who are narcissistic. A lot of them don't, you know, even if they want to do the work, it is a life, life, daily, daily commitment to that. I think many narcissistic people though have no insight, but the ones who do have insight, if you did the work every day and paid attention and recognize it's not okay to rage at other people when you don't get your way and you have to have empathy and yes, you have to wait in line like the rest of us. I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen it happen maybe four times in my life and they worked hard. They worked hard. What if the narcissist says they only act this way towards you because you're like, because they hate you so much. Like they only, they only act this anger. Like I'm not like that. I'm, I'm not that yeah, person I, anymore. I only do this because, because of you and you bring this out in me. It's not true. I mean, it's, it's completely not true. This is a pervasive pattern. What we see with a lot of narcissistic folks though, is they can really be brutal in their most high stakes relationship, like an intimate relationship or a family relationship or something like that. But all of their other relationships are so superficial mm. and are giving them narcissistic supply. Mm -hmm. You're such a great guy. Yep. You're so cool. There's a lot of that, you know, but there's no depth there, right? These people mm -hmm. are almost either as superficial as the narcissist or they're enablers or they're benefiting in some way financially mm -hmm. or something. There's some benefit to them for staying in the friendship. So all of their other relationships are so superficial or with enablers. So it is quite conceivable that just a very small group of people are getting the worst of it because the other people aren't going deep with them. But this idea that you're the only person I treat this way, they treat everybody badly. They're, I imagine this is a person who would treat store clerks badly or a person on an airplane badly. They're just rude when things don't go the way they want. It's just that that high impact person the intimate partner usually gets the worst of it. Yeah. So when, you know, obviously you've got um, amazing books out. So the one that should you stay or should you go? I mean, what, what is your number one thing that you tell couples or people in relationships when dealing with this? Like when, cause a lot of times you're like, I, w when is enough enough? And I'm like, for me, it was like, you know, there, I had my final straws, you know, six, seven years later, but I mean, it took a, it took a while. Um, but I think it's, it's hard because they make you feel so crazy that even to this day, even co-parenting, I'm like, am I the, you know, he's like calling yourself an empath is comical. And I'm like, but I do have empathy. And I, 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 I'm like, you call, you're calling me a narcissist. Like you're the narcissist. And it's like this back and forth. Like, I'm like, how, like, it's like, and I'm like, well, I want to know, maybe I am like, I, like, I, <laughs> then I start to like question it. And I'm like, am I crazy? Well, that what you just described is gaslighting, right? So every, everybody, and in addition to the word narcissism, everybody's using the word gaslighting mm -hmm. and most people are using it wrong. Gaslighting is not a one-off. It's a process, mm -hmm. right? And a gaslighter, you kind of have to have some trust or some skin in the game with them, right? You want, in essence, you, you believe in that person for some reason, you love them or they're your boss or your family member. Like you want to believe them. So over time, what a, the gaslighter does is they doubt your reality. I never said that. That never happened. You're being too sensitive. You have no right to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, so now your reality's died. Like, don't I have a right to feel that way? Or did that really happen? Well, we're divorced. My feelings don't matter. Like they're right, not feelings his, don't matter. his right. aren't an your issue anymore. Yeah. Your mm -hmm. feelings don't matter. Okay. So mm -hmm. your reality's being doubted, but then they double down at that point. And then they say, wow, you're so sensitive. Like, have you been seen by a psychiatrist? Cause there's something really wrong with you or you're not remembering stuff. Like I'm wondering, are, are you drinking? Like, is something wrong with you? Like they'll literally try to paint a picture of that person whose reality they've always already doubted as being crazy or as being something's wrong with them medically, psychiatrically, you name it. So now this person might actually start buying the hype. Maybe I'm the narcissist. Maybe I'm the one who's being unreasonable. Maybe I am too sensitive. I do need to get therapy. And now this person, it's almost like how you bring someone into a cult. You mm. make them so reliant on you for reality that they're stuck. And so that process of gaslighting is why people get stuck in these relationships for so long, because the narcissist in some ways is the holder of the reality. If somebody gets into therapy with someone good, that good therapist would say, girl, you're being gaslighted. And mm. then a person like, what's that? And then you walk them through it. You have him keep journals and bring it. I, I've had so many clients have recorded conversations and play it in session. And I'm like, 
gaslight, minimization, abuse, invalidate. Like we just break it down. And they're think they say, thank you so much. Now I can make some choices. Keep in mind the whole, the concept behind should I stay or should I go when I wrote that book was it's very simplistic to tell everyone going through narcissism, narcissistic abuse, get, leave. Obviously that's the best path because the less time you spend with the narcissist, the better. It's like something toxic. If you're not near the toxic thing, like secondhand smoke, you won't feel sick, right? The closer you are to it, the sicker it makes you. But that's not an option open to everybody because of custody, because of money, because of culture, religion, whatever a person's reasons are. I have no right to sit there and say, you got to go. I do understand a lot of people feel stuck or they still aren't ready to go. So I, I give them both. I tell them this is what these two pathways and these two options look like. What you say six or seven years before I figured out what was going on and wanted to get out. That's not odd. I, I'm, I'm to tell you now, I think I, I've worked with folks who've been in narcissistic marriages for 60 years. Mm. So it, it literally can take and they leave when they're 80, believe it or not, too. Wow. Like it's not I mean, there's a point at which more and more people get the knowledge and recognize this is never going to change because that's the baseline. It's really not going to change. And even if there's a little bit of change, the person hurt by the narcissist has been hurt in such a permanent way. They might say, good for you. You want to go change? Go but you've done, you've damaged me too much. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so the idea though, is what the narcissistic person tries to do. It's all about dominance. It's all about power and control. And it's all about harming the other person in a way that it makes it harder to leave. And even when the relationship is done to sort of keep them down and that's, and so it's, I really tell people 50% of people stay and 50% of people go, and there's no shame in either of those. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go and then they come back. And that's also normal too, because there's so much hope that people have, it's going to change. It's going to change. I'm telling you here to tell you, it's not going to change. So, you know, that's the fact is if you go, it's not going to change. I can give you that guarantee. If you go back, I can also promise you it's not going to get better. So starting a new relationship, then what are some of the signs that, you know, I mean, obviously right now, everything is amazing with my new, my new man, but like, what is something, I mean, I kind of with, with my history, I'm, I'm very sensitive to things, but is there anything that I should be aware of or a sign or, um, anything that you say to people that start new relationships? I always tell people when they start new relationships after having been through a toxic one, you've got to understand what a healthy relationship is. I'm always struck by how many people don't even know what the definition of a healthy relationship is. And Mm -hmm. it's kindness, compassion, respect, Mm -hmm. what we call mutuality of regard. Like you both, there's a back and a forth and awareness of what's important to the other person. There's something we call reciprocity. There's give and take, there's compromise, Mm -hmm. and there is a growth orientation that both each person in the relationship wants the other person to grow. In other words, in a narcissistic relationship, the person doesn't want the other person to grow, doesn't want them to succeed because it'll make them look bad or they are. And all narcissistic people have abandonment fears. They always think the other person's going to go because they're so insecure. That's the true core of narcissism is insecurity and feelings of inadequacy, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of sad when you think about it, but I don't care how sad it is. Abuse is abuse. So in a new relationship, I tell people, you got to look for those fundamentals. And if those fundamentals aren't there, you got to get out of Dodge, but then it's almost the behavioral stuff. It's things like, how does a person receive feedback? If a person gets really touchy and defensive Mm -hmm. and icky, when you give them feedback, a really, really bad sign because you may not like what someone's saying. They might give you feedback that's uncomfortable in a new relationship. But if that person says, oh, this is so hard for me to hear, but I need to hear it or can hear or say, give me a minute instead of raging or saying, yeah, you say that about me. Well, let me tell you this about you. That's the kind of thing we're looking for. I'd say that shows up pretty early in a more toxic relationship. We look at how a person treats other people. How do they treat people who do have less power around them? That might be people who work in service um, occupations, who might work in a household. How are those people treated? How are they talked about? If if there's any dismissive kinds of conversation there, I would tell people to get out. How much validation and admiration do they need? Do they, does it feel like they always have to have every, you know, it's almost the, of the, the flip side of that. Like when they go in everywhere, they need to be every, you know, bartender's best friend and everyone has to like them. And mm-hmm. it's all about how they look to the world. Oh God, I mean, I you like, know, I like so, approval. 
but it's that <laughs> approval though is different than admiration, Jenna. There's okay. a difference. You know, <laughs> okay. approval is that's something for you to work on in your own therapeutic yeah. work because in some ways that's a that's sort of a monkey on our back, but at, that's very different. Okay. That's almost like an inner child piece of you yeah. like, that wants to be approved. Mm-hmm. But admiration is like, look how great I am, mm, you know, yeah. and it's very different. Mm-hmm. So it's a, some it's something else you'd want to look for. I'd also look at how, whether someone can be present, are they always looking at their phone or their watch or out the window? Or it always seems like they're looking out the door to see if someone better is going to sort of metaphorically walk in. Are they able to be present even in moments you might consider boring or tedious? That's another thing to pay attention to. Those are the signs I tell people. And, and if something doesn't feel good, the other, I also tell people, what's the pace of the relationship? Narcissistic people like fast relationships, because what it means is that red flags get ignored. The faster they move and the quicker they kind of get it sealed the deal. Now a person's in something pretty deep and they're like, oh, this isn't so good. But now I've agreed to, I don't know, live with someone or marry someone or I'm pregnant or whatever. Hmm. Those things can actually get people stuck and narcissistic people as a rule tend to want to go fast because mm-hmm. it's just sort of, like I said, for them, it, 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 it sort of gets around the insecurity for them because they feel that the other person's less likely to leave. Got it. Well, Dr. Imani, thank you so much for coming on. And I think hopefully, I mean, I know it helped me a lot and I hope hopefully everyone that's listening, um, it helped as well. And then, um, we're going to, um, put your books up here on the site. Um, don't you know who I am and should I stay or should I go on Amazon? Um, get them. I'm ordering them right now. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and, um, hopefully I'll talk to you soon, but hopefully not, you know, like (laughs) I kind of want to like stop talking about this now. So, but, um, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for this time. And thank you. And I hope your listeners benefit as you did as well. And and let people know that after narcissistic abuse, I've seen actually incredible love stories and life stories. So Mm. there is life after this. I love that. Thank you, honey. Thank you. you. Bye-bye now. It's so funny, like when I listen, I'm like, oh wait, I'm like, well, I mean, I like to move fast sometimes. (laughs) I was like, but I mean, it's different this time around. Yeah. And I think that that's just you can have insecurities, but not be yeah. narcissistic. It's very interesting. Some of that. I mean, yes. so it's good. She's, she's very good. You can tell she's like a yeah professor. I found it sure. very interesting though. Like, um, I don't, you know, I can't really think of necessarily narcissistic people in my life, but it seems so like kind of hopeless if you see that in yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess like so many, like more people wouldn't see that. They themselves. just wouldn't see it. Yeah. Like, my ex will never say he's one. That just like kind of made me sad because it's like, well, what's the hope for people that see this in yeah. themselves? And it's kind of like, oh, they just don't change. Right. That And that's why on this side, I'm like, well, You're maybe like, I'm crazy. Maybe he's not. And I'm. But then I, the other side is, yeah, hopefully you see that as right. helpful. Yes. That she's seen two people. Right. <laughs> change. Right. But, in yeah. all her years. Yeah. No, that's that was that was eye opening for yeah. sure. It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area. So when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year. And they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. 
Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. So go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. At the beginning of the year, when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions, there's always so many competing claims, tips, and tricks about what and how to eat. It can feel noisy and overwhelming. Well, this year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to shut out the noise and leave behind diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real, whole, recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. My favorite is dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, and I take it with me anywhere I go. It's my favorite go-to snack. The first ingredient in Every Kind Nut Bar is nutrient-dense whole nuts and they're gluten-free. With Kind Bars, you don't have to choose between nutritious and delicious. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel, almond, and sea salt, and peanut butter dark chocolate. Make 2024 the year of kind with delicious nutrition you can feel good about every day. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. Hi, Mark. So Ethan caught me up on what you guys were talking about before. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot of, um, that seems to be the theme of the uh, beginning and end of the show was a lot of that from And Just Like That. Oh my gosh. So wait, I- Did you watch? I watched And Just Like That, but I must have missed that. The two different full frontal male <laughs> Yeah, I must have missed it. I don't know how, because I watched it, but I must have like been talking but to I was Ian also or something. looking for it because- I don't know we how I missed it because I just, I don't know. They were both pretty quick, but. Okay. It was like. Well, uh, question for Catherine. If there's two in and just like that, I would like to know where. <laughs> don't where, you dare ask where me his, that. Rank the three that you've seen in the past 24 hours. I looked away so fast when I figured out what I was looking at. And can we please just again talk about the angle? <laughs> the angle matters in this situation. <laughs> Yes, and we didn't get confirmation. Was it top not, down? Was it from below? Say, I, was it just... I cannot tell you between Harry, which surely that was fake, and mm. the guy at the door. Whoever that guy was. You missed them both. So. I missed them she both, so I don't know. I mean, I was say. very happy with the photo, but you know, it was really just meant for me, not my best friend. So <laughs> no, it was not meant for me, and maybe that was part of the problem. But, but just... What strikes me is that while dating has changed a lot in the past 25 years since I've been out of the game, because that seems like standard operating procedure. Like it's no longer for weirdos anymore. It's like standard. <laughs> it's like normal, standard. Just totally, yeah. I mean, that was the only one he's ever sent me. Because it was like, it, it, it wasn't was, weird. It wasn't weird. It was timing. like, it was because I was about to do like the, the, the wind down thing with the girls. And like, so he was like, like it, it, we was were a joke. Yeah. We were being like, I thought it was like kind of a joke. Yeah. And then because oh, okay. I had said that I have never like sent a thing. I don't think <laughs> it so was when I like thought, a... I was like, ah, <laughs> and then okay, I was, so it was like, kind ah! of requested, but kind of a punchline to the conversation yes. you were having. Yes. I don't want it to seem as... Okay. Like he, yeah, he, wasn't, I, he wasn't just like, here's my dick. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. I looked away so I fast. definitely thought it was unsolicited. No, 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 no. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning? So no, it wasn't no. 10. It was, oh, oh my okay. God. No. It was before the girls went. I that was at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. I don't know. At night, in the evening. In the evening. Yeah. And it was okay, like, we better. were like joking and like oh, being yeah, like Because flirty. I had a lot of wine and then I saw that and then I was like, yeah. We all had a lot to drink. Yeah. Ian included. I see. Yes. Did you send him something back? No, I did not. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. This is better. Yeah. This seemed a lot seamier when it was first described to me, but now, I'm, <laughs> now I think I'm okay with it. Thanks, Dad. Because really, that should only be done for the purposes of eliciting laughter, in my opinion. Yes. From the male side, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Janet earlier, like, I don't think anyone really wants that. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> Like I, I really, I know it's like it, it, things can get hot and heavy, but like I think the amount of women and men that are like, 
oh my God, I really want to see a picture of a Venus right now. Like, I just feel like (laughs) that fraction has to be so small, so small. It's fine. On the other side, like men want to see topless pics all the time. All the time. 10 in the morning's fine. Anytime (laughs) is fine. I mean, why are we discriminating Why are we dick shaming my boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness. we're We're just wired differently. That's all we're saying. Okay, so it's okay for guys to get boob photos, but it's not okay for girls to get dick pics. I'm not saying one's okay and one's not okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to do in your relationship, we're just saying it's just kind of funny that it's never really enjoyed from the female perspective and it's I, always I got enjoyed you. from the male I got perspective. You. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. yeah it was Jerry fair. Seinfeld that I said, get, yeah. uh, a woman's body is a work of art and a man's body is a Jeep. It's meant for utility. <laughs> moving things around, getting things done and a, a woman's body is to be admired. And <laughs> I mean, I will say though, I love getting like, like, you know, pics where like I'll send like a, like, Ooh, look how cute, look cute. And then like, he'll send a cute. <laughs> We've done that like twice, like a gym photo, like his body's sexy. Oh, but like, yeah, your body. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. But I mean, that's happened. But it's like, like when times. women go to a strip club, they're screaming, they're laughing, they're yelling, they're having a blast. Men yeah. go to a strip club and just <laughs> Stare. <laughs> that stare is not good. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Wow. I don't like the. Like, would you let Nick go to a strip club? That doesn't bother me. Ah, oh, see, that bothers me. I mean, I don't. I don't think he has since we've been. Well, he. Well, he went like with his brother before he got married or something. Maybe a long time ago. It doesn't bother me. Do you guys go? I've been to one in my entire life. It was in 1996 in Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> and. <laughs> I, we sat near the door and I talked to the bouncer the whole time because I was so fascinated by this little world, this little microcosm of all these people, <laughs> these women who, do they really want to be here? Do they yeah. hate this? Are they miserable? And do you have to walk them to their car at night? And I was really fascinated by that. I really got a lot of information out of this guy and I've never been back. Would your wife be mad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I that, think yeah. most I mean, would. every relationship's different. Yeah. I think most women would, yes. But some are fine with it. Catherine, you're fine with it. But I mean, it if he like, was but... doing it like every day or every other week or often, I mean, I, again, I think he's gone once since we've been married in 14 years. So if it was like a, if I felt like it was a problem and it was something that he was doing, then yes, I would definitely have a problem with it. But like going with a bunch of guys for a bachelor party, that doesn't bother yeah. me. It all made me uncomfortable. Like one woman walked by in a schoolgirl skirt and braces. And I thought, oh, oh man, that's uncomfortable. really appealing to the lowest common that's denominator no, here. I and like I'm that. here and I'm a customer like that. <laughs> I, I don't belong here. That's a problem. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Bearded I Mark. I went when I was 16 wow. and they didn't card me. It, it was the best thing that ever happened. And uh, I went with my friends for their birthday and uh, this woman came up to me and she's like, do you want to dance? And I thought she meant like dance like oh, no. on a dance <laughs> floor. It. Like I sincerely thought that. And she brought me to, to oh, a private God. room and I was like, oh man, how much is this going to cost me? And she, she broke down the prices and it was 60 for full nude, 40 for topless and 20 for like in her bikini. And so I went to the ATM and it oh pulled my out my last $20. It, there was an $8 service charge on that ATM. And her, name, <laughs> her name was Illusion. And we went into this, I'm sure it was. Illu- yeah, good. We, we went into this. Uh, she was very nice. She's very, very attractive, uh, larger black woman. And we go into this side room and it was like, um, there was like a bench alongside a wall. There was an older man in there giving someone a back massage. Oh. And then she starts dancing on me and the song Faint by Linkin Park was playing. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't know what to say. And so I just said, I really like the song. And she's like, I do too, baby. And then she, <laughs> she, put, her, she put my hands on her. Oh my God. Because I'm like sitting on my hands thinking like, okay, in the movies they say you can't touch them. She put my hands on her and it was, it was wild and so insane. <laughs> and then, and then I had to figure out how I was going to get home because I spent all my money there. But, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder yeah, where Illusion is now. Good story. I know. That was the, the crazy horse in San Francisco circa 2004 or whatever it was. <laughs> wow. This episode is just below the belt. It really is. Uh-huh. Wow. Well. Um, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, I'm just imagining Easton getting a lap dance Same. right now. with <laughs> And Mark talking to all the girls saying, why are you here? (laughs) Do you want me to call your dad for you? (laughs) (laughs) Can I be your sugar daddy? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, guys. Um, we're going to clean it up next week with, and we're going to get a pastor on. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have a good week. See you next week. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with real Japanese matcha, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha is rich in vitamin C, catechins, EGCGs, and L-thionine. Enjoy a delicious matcha latte or smoothie with this convenient green tea powder made from Japan's treasured matcha, finely milled from high-quality green tea leaves. Get 25% off all matcha love products on Itoen using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and Etoen dot com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a straight-talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.